0: I'm Frederick Gürten and I'm the filmmaker
1: And I'm Leilani Farha and I'm the advocate
0: So we are back in the Pushback Talks, Leilani And this is, you know, it's 18 months since the amazing premiere of Push in, in Copenhagen at CPH Docs. It's been like an intense time, hasn't it? We've been everywhere around the globe.
1: True. It's been quite our journey. We've been everywhere around the globe, and now we're stuck.
0: Yeah, we're stuck. <laughs> That's also true. And the strong voice of the film, being who has been traveling with us, not always physically, but with her voice, is the amazing Professor Saskia Sassen. And today... Saskia is with us in push, Pushback Talks.
2: So exciting. Yes. yes. Welcome, Saskia.
0: Welcome, Saskia. The
2: adventure Saskia. of it all. Yes. <laughs> remember
0: the, you remember the, the, the premiere in Copenhagen?
2: Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Absolutely magical. Yes.
1: It was. That's right. It was magical. The, uh, yeah. the vibe in the audience was just amazing it was yeah it was the best
0: the film has been out and and your voice has been really been spread around the world have you have you felt
2: that in some way it has traveled very well i must say
0: yeah also this this podcast uh saska has we have audience in 86 countries really? so it, and the film too so it's it means that this debate is a truly global debate.
2: yeah and it is a, it's a it's an emergent but very strongly emergent condition of much of our world. yeah, yeah. that uh, half of the people who live in cities are losing ground in one way or another yeah? it, it is a it is a serious moment in our history. it's not a great moment.
0: And this is something you've been studying for many, many years and been writing several books about, about the global city. You are actually you are the inventor of this expression, the global city. Yeah. Uh, so are you like also shocked by the development of the last, uh, let's say, t- 10 years? Has it shocked you?
2: Uh, well, what has maybe shock is is a very strong word here, but what has... Uh, alarmed me, has huh? something that, wow, we're still going in that negative direction, where more and more lose, even as some gain more than they ever expected to gain. You know, I thought that by now the curve, as we like to say, the curve, would have calmed down a bit. But in fact, it doesn't have to have seemed. And I remember at towards the end of the Push Project, um, that we began to to talk also about Africa and other parts of the world and how those were emergent conditions then in those parts. So it is something, there is a system in play that knows that it can actually enter any part of the world and extract the values that it wants.
1: Yeah, you know, since uh, we last talked about these issues together, for the film push i had the opportunity to travel to both egypt and nigeria and ah. i was look you know of course i was looking at many many issues but certainly looking to see how had those housing markets or systems uh, been affected by the things that we've been talking about commodification financialization corrupt money um, traveling the world and you know, in the to me it was, I guess it was maybe naive to think that there would it wouldn't have been so prominent in those two places, and yet there again, I saw it obviously unfolding in a slightly different way. It's it's um, a little bit behind in some ways um this uber financialization that we might seeing in San Francisco or LA but uh certainly there very strongly there particularly the corrupt money
0: but you can also see it in like Cape Town South Africa or in Johannesburg so i mean you you can probably see it in quite quite a few african s- cities too
1: yeah absolutely absolutely
0: yeah, but I mean, you can see this happening. I was with, with the film in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. They have this problem of, of the condos shooting up in, in Bangkok, totally, in Taipei, and uh, you know, in Jakarta. So the, the same disease is there. And, and also in these cities, people talk about these dark towers, the empty the empty places.
2: They use that term, dark towers. That yeah. is, that is a, that's quite a, quite an image, isn't it? I want
0: to play this clip from the film, so you can listen ah. to yourself.
2: Finance is very different from the bank. We all need banks. That's fine. That's a, you know, it sells something. We pay money for that. Finance is totally different. I always say, finance sells something. It does not have. And in doing that, it needs to actually invent brilliant instruments that allow it to invade other sectors. And that means that finance is basically an extractive sector. It might as well be mining. And the difference between finance as mining and the traditional bank is that the traditional bank wants the sons and daughters of its current clients to do better because it's commerce. Finance is like mining. Once it has extracted what it needs, it doesn't care
0: what happens with the rest. So, Saskia, this is, this is so brilliant.
2: I agree is, with that.
0: It's, I mean, it's, brilliant, with it's brilliant. But can you... That's
1: good. Phew. <laughs> can,
0: can, we, can we try to develop this a little bit further? Yes. So, extracting. What are they extracting? When they are buying a house in the suburb of my town and they are pushing up the rents, they're extracting values from that home and they don't care what happens with the rest. But
2: what, how does that, can you explain it for us? If you're dealing with, say, a mine or if you're dealing with, uh, with a whole variety of goods that you can just take to market, as they might say, it, it's, it's different from housing. Housing has people in it. And so, because there are people, it's not just you know the materiality itself. It's that there are people in these houses, and that creates uh, a whole series of new conditionalities. What stands out with this particular firm that you people have worked on is how they managed to do to to not be, let's say, confined by the fact. Oh, my God, it's not just a building. There are people in play here. You know, that it just makes another element uh, become very significant because, after all, we humans, you know, you can they can't just kill us, let's say. Uh, so the way they have handled uh, the whole question of housing, I mean, it is a kind of innovation, you understand, this particular firm that you focused on launched a kind of innovation given the scale at which they did this
0: we're talking about this company the the biggest private equity fund blackstone there are many other actors like them but they are the biggest one but this model they're really interested in pushing up the values of 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 houses of homes so and then at some moment they move out with all that those profits so then what happens with the rest what happens with this building this building is now much more it has a higher value (laughs) but is that is that is that a real value or what is it because it's also pumping up values
2: yes they, they got the buildings yes they upgraded the buildings and yes they charged more that is one part of the story and then there is the other part which is that they can also make those work as assets, that they can buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, invisible to the eyes of most of the people who are living in those buildings or who are seeing those buildings.
0: And probably also to the people who are buying shares in their financial products. Exactly,
2: exactly, absolutely, absolutely. And that is the other point, very important point that you bring up, which is that they need mountains of assets, So it doesn't matter what it is, you know, housing is one. So housing suddenly emerges, oh my God, and lots of housing, lots of poor housing, doesn't matter, there we have it. Whereas other, like say certain aspects of mining, we're already exhausted. Some mines are dead. You know, many mines are dead. So this is different.
0: So Leilani, what do you yeah. say?
1: Well, I, th- I I, mean, I, I love the way Saskia describes this and the two levels at which this is operating. Um, when I, of course, I'm researching all the time these big private equity firms and I go to their websites and I try to understand what they're doing and they're they they do not refer in many instances when you get to the financialization side of it they're not referring to housing as home no they, exactly. they only refer to units exactly. they talk about profitability based on square meters um they talk about yield all of these terms that do exactly what saskia said they eliminate the human being they render the human being invisible And it exits the, you know, to use Saskia's language, it exits the domain of home and and enters the domain of finance and high finance, which is a rarefied world. It is not a world for low income people. It's not a world for just the average person struggling to make ends meet and live in a city and that's the the genius of what they've done actually Yes, because yeah. even people sure. like me i'm an advocate i'm researching etc i find it difficult to penetrate i have to rely on people like Saskia who who kind of get it at this deeper level and then try to operationalize it at grassroots level it's quite a beast let's put it that way
0: Saskia in the film you set you, you talks about of this extreme amount of money that is produced or who's now sits on uh, on on real estate and also homes yeah. and it's like yeah. it's much higher than the the gdp of all countries on in the world then you, incredible. But, but then you say it's so much so it exceeds even being money exits you know? the domain yeah Ex- exits the domain of money yeah. For me, it's like it's there is something behind the stars, you know. So <laughs> yeah. what is that? It's yeah. like it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 impossible to understand.
2: Yeah, I, I frankly, to me, there is something there that we haven't quite fully understood, and uh, at least I have not fully understood it. And I just, I think it ceases being money as we know it, and it becomes a tool of a different kind. That's as far as I can get. Uh, And also, if you look at valuations in general, you know, valuations are, sure, they can be very strong and they can be very well grounded, but they can also be very speculative. So to what extent are some of these valuations of certain enterprises, of certain buildings, of whatever, you know, of, of... a quality of a new important, uh, like type of gold or whatever they may have found in some remote area. You know, to what extent, when we deploy the term money and we give it assign it uh, a value through the language of money, to what extent are we actually talking money, <clears throat> or are we talking something else? You know, M- money has a certain kind of history attached to it, and <clears throat> I think it has entered now. sort of a bifurcated route. Yes, it's still that money as we know it. And then there is something else. We keep calling it money, but should we actually have another name for it? That's a question. I, that, I'm not ready for an answer. Yeah, <laughs> and I have no
1: answer for you except to say that, first of all, when you first ta- started talking about that idea, and in the film when you talk about that idea of it ex- exiting the domain of money and it becomes something else, I actually get goosebumps when you talk about it. I I mean, generally as an advocate, I have been driven a lot by how things feel on the inside. So mm. if I'm meeting someone living in homelessness and i'm feeling their experience i know there's something deeply wrong and i know their human rights are being violated when you talk about money no longer being money that it might be something else that is my experience as i enter this financial world it's like it's something else is going on there's some other terrain we're on it and they've created it you definitely feel you've entered their world a world that doesn't actually use the markers that we're familiar with. So money is something I'm familiar with. I have cash in my wallet. I pay with things with my phone. I have a sense of my household budget. That's money. I understand money. When I'm in their world it's, it's something else entirely. Um, so I would uh, keep working on that, Saskia, because yeah. I think we need Saskia, we need to figure what? this out.
0: Saskia and, and, and Leila, I'm going to tell yeah. you a story. When I was in, I was now in March in Santiago de Chile yeah. uh, and presenting Push because of the, the theatrical release in Chile. And we were in a big cinema in uh, in La Reina and there was the questions and answer session of the film. There was a guy putting his hand up and said, um, I might be on the other side because I work for an investment bank. And the audience started to boo. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 no! hang on. Hang on. I Let want to talk. listen to this guy. I want to listen to him. And then he said, he was, totally, he, he was totally into the film and he totally understood the problem. And he said, for us, money is cheap. You know, and that's what they go. all say. Money is cheap.
2: Yeah, money is so, cheap.
0: Exactly. So they have a very different experience and relation to money, because for the rest of us, money is very expensive, and of course, the poorer you are, uh, the more expensive is money.
2: And it goes beyond that. You see, it's that it's not. It's not about money. What they are developing are extractive capabilities that take them way beyond money. And I think if one could have the time and the data to check, you know, if we put together all the big mining operations, all the big whatever, everything that makes a lot of money. How much money do we wind up with? And you compare that to the existing money as recognized by the international system for all the countries in the world. I wonder what the difference is.
0: How do we create money? And and I, I have understood partly that money is created by emitting loans. So I guess when now all the governments are... Lending money to send into the financial system to save the economies. It's actually they're they're producing more money. So the the amount of money is growing in an extreme way at this very moment.
1: One of the questions well, one of the things I've been playing around with is this idea of valuation and what is the value of something and the people talk in the housing world, right, about the the market value of a home or the market value of a building. And I think the pandemic, for all of the things it doesn't bring us, one of the things it does it's allowed me to do is question well, what is the market, and are we going to allow markets to continue to exist on in in some fiction, or should we start basing markets on what people have or don't have when you have forty million Americans who may not be able to pay their rent uh past the next couple of months, is that not the market? Isn't that the market? When you have Airbnb, on the other hand, trying to get an IPO, initial public offering, for whatever billions of dollars, is that fiction? Is that based on some reality of what they're worth? Or is that fiction? And I, I think there's a moment now where we can start questioning valuation itself. Yeah, that is a very good point. You know, my impression when I look at
2: high finance is that they are not dependent in some strange or not strange, in some unclear ways on existing currency. Something else is also happening.
0: In, in the film you can you, you talk about that the governments are much poorer today than 40 years ago so talking about Germany for example and uh, when I try to explain what you are saying I would say yes they are poorer because the other guys are so much richer so they they, they they are better in printing money than the governments and so that's why they are so much stronger and if somebody is stronger the other one the rest of us will automatically be weaker. Because it's, it's not a solidarity system. Exactly, exactly. But how do we explain that question to our kids? Um,
2: <laughs> well, maybe we should not terrorize them. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. ask, uh. you know, because otherwise it's it just, it, it, it could be, you know, if you really went deep into it, as you people did, actually, it has terrifying moments. It's terrifying because you realize that there is an animal in play, a very active something in play, that you didn't know existed.
0: But Saskia, when you know Blackstone is the world's biggest private equity fund, what can you could you explain what a private equity fund is? Can you understand it?
2: So, private equity, which used to be a fairly modest operation, modest in the sense that it didn't proclaim, you know, its power. They were often old families with wealth, you know, they were very respectable operations, etc., etc. But of course, today uh, many of these have become major firms, and of course, they are not as they were in their origins. You know, they are they're far more aggressive, they're far more, and they have a set of instruments that they invent very often uh, that that allow them to just g- gain more and more, grab more and more, concentrate more and more, and not have to explain too much. Huh? So this is something that has also Grown, I would say, in the last 20 or 30 years. You know that you have a sector that is quite protected, highly regarded, functions very, very well. But in the meantime, uh, they like, one way of putting it simple language, you know, is they are not paying their full taxes, you know, because they have created all these other ways of encasing gains.
1: And they're not investing their own money. They get their money from... Institutional investors, private, uh, you know, pension funds and insurance companies, etc. Rich people, yeah. Uh, and one and uh, uber rich people. And one thing that interests me about private equities—I didn't know this—is that when they um, decide to invest in properties, they actually will put they will put some of their own money. In fact, I think they have to put some of their own money into that investment to show their investors that they think. It's a good deal, right? That they're willing to hedge their own money, um, which I, I just think is an interesting um, fact. So, they in fact are, they do have a vested interest. Even though it's other people's money, they do have a vested interest. But, Frederick, if I might, I just want to go back to something you raised a, a little while ago about governments and governments being far weaker and poorer than they used to be. And one of the things that's so, to me, unbelievable about what's happened really since. I don't know, the end of the seventies onward is it's, it's not just that governments have become weaker. They gave up so much. They gave up their power. They gave up their money to these actors. So that's part of the struggle I'm in now where I'm saying to governments, step up, get active again, do, you know, play your role. Like you had a role to play in yesteryear, um, you know, getting them to believe that is another thing, because now they're in bed with these people, right
0: and you're basically telling governments to, well, now is the moment to buy houses because there's a lot of, there will be a lot of houses on the market, and you better buy them before the Blackstones are that's buying right. it. That's, that's, that's right. your message. That's, yeah. my, that's
1: one of my messages that they have yeah. an obligation to do so actually.
0: Mm. And when now they are printing so much money, they could as well uh, buy properties.
1: Yeah, Yeah. there is a sort
2: of hovering over all of these very interesting points that you bring up. Is sort of this other question, you know, have we really entered a new epoch, you know, where all kinds of things are are going to be possible if you have X, Y, Z, you know, uh, and then the rest experience a decline. that the system no longer wants to max like a city government, maximize the number of families that are actually doing good money because that is good for the city, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that just other rules will uh, rule. And and that to me is very alarming. But it's so good, the work that you are doing. My God, it's just, it's just amazing. I am just so... Uh, it was really fantastic for me to have a chance to to work with you people and and talk about this stuff you know
0: we are so happy to have you in the film and now also in our talk Saskia because (laughs) we have we have learned so much from you and we we keep using your words a lot because you, you make things clearer and and we we constantly stress that knowledge is the way of fighting back we need to know and understand more and that this this has been like also a a mistake from many movements that they are just shouting loud but not really getting into the understanding of what's going on and and mapping their own environment on who are the new owners who are the new actors because when you see that pattern and that's of course the pattern we, which we try to explain in the film when you see the pattern it's easier to act also for for elected governments yeah
2: exactly i must say that the film in that sense has been fantastic you know it really makes it all come live it sees it shows you the difference between the prior and what follows, etc., etc. I mean, it, really, really fantastic. I must Thank
0: say. Thank you, Saskia. There is one of your quotes in the end of the film that I always get a question about in the audience, <laughs> and that's what the, you actually uh, because I, I, think I ask you how, how will all this end? What is the end of the mm. story? And then you say, "Yeah, you never know." It's like it's, but I can see there are some stasis in the system. It's like it might, it might come down. (laughs) How? How do you see that? Do Do you really do Do you really do you think it will crash down? What do you see coming?
2: Yeah, because it eats itself up in bits and pieces. Because it produces its own limits. It cannot take yet another step, you know. So now there are different temporalities involved. There are many different ways in which the financial system functions, right? So you may see it in some places in one way or another, but I have never known anything that we humans made that lasted forever. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't believe this will either. No, but it's also that because it is because it captures, because it captures. That is, becomes a weak point at some point. The other elements that it does invent extraordinary instruments, thank you algorithmic math, huh? uh, that's another thing. Those are open systems, you know, they can keep on growing. But the, the, the operation itself that these firms represent, that does, does run into its own limits. You know, And that is why I think it's beyond money. The, the, the issues that you are trying to understand, you two, really are beyond money. It's not just money as in a currency. It is something else, you know, and we should find a name for it.
1: One of the things I wonder about in terms of this running its course, let's say, and sort of petering out, one thing I do wonder is... Uh, I've noticed a huge change in the last, I'd say, couple of years. And I think push has something to do with it and getting out some of your ideas, Saskia, to a broad, broad audience um, and some of my human rights language, thanks to the film. I'm seeing that people really are pushing back. Now, people have been pushing back for a long time, but now they're pushing back and they're making different demands and claims. They're saying housing is a human right, you government have obligations and you need to legislate, you need to impose rent freezes, you need human rights legislation to hold these actors at bay. And I'm, I'm hopeful always that that this, that the people will have something to do with the end of this, not just the system expiring itself. Or one of the things that interests me, a a lot of, um, I've started to engage more in, in people in the finance world. And they all say when I start talking to them about residential real estate and as part of private equity, they say, oh, you know, it's really just such a small amount of what they're investing in. They're investing in pharmaceuticals. They're investing in logistics and et cetera. If that's the case, then I think we can win because then we can say, look, it's just a small part of your portfolio anyway.
0: (laughs) So leave it out. So
1: leave the human rights area out of your portfolio.
0: (laughs) But I think, Saskia, you Lani, you're totally right. And Saskia, you, this also... Because you, what, what you are saying is that they are actually running out of places to put their money. So they're really desperately looking for places where they can grow money. And now they found homes. I mean, Blackstone entered eight years ago. It's like a, in a very short time in history. But it has had a devastating effect on our cities. I mean, in, not only in the big cities like London or New York. It's like it's everywhere. Because it's a, it's also a copy and paste model that is copied by criminals and crooks and, and you know whoever you know. But you're right, Leilani. Let's leave our homes out of this business. That's why they're they're constantly looking for new places to put their money. Okay, I think we're about to wrap up. Saskia, it's been it's been a pleasure to have you on. So
2: nice to reconnect. Yes.
1: Yeah. So great.
0: And uh, so I just want to tell you and our listeners that this was pushback talks and uh, we have we don't have any funding at all to do this so we need friends and then you have to go to something called patreon.com and then you can you can be a monthly supporter of, uh, of pushback talks and people are being it's happening and if you like this you should tell your friends and you should tweet and facebook and whatever how you talk to your friends maybe you even call them and tell them about pushback talks that we yes. actually now have the amazing Saskia Sasson in, in the episode, in the show Leilani, any closing
1: love from you? All, all the love, all the love. As we were talking, as we were talking, there was a huge, thunderous storm in the city of Ottawa where I am, and it seems seemed somehow appropriate to our conversation. Yes, yeah. oh, God is listening. <laughs> we, have, yes. we have, we yes. have listeners. Pathetic fallacy, I think they call it. Pathetic fallacy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, thank you very much, and be be good and, and really good.
1: Good
2: to reconnect.
0: And keep yeah. working. Bye bye. Thank you very much.
2: Thanks, bye. Askin. Thanks, Frederick. Pushback Talks is produced by VG Film. Support us by becoming a Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Pushback Talks. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again next week.